Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Ladies and gentlemen, I want winners. I want people that want to win. Go ahead. What's up, man? From Belmont, North Carolina, at a combined weight of 526 pounds. You play to win the game. Your tag team champions of the world, Brian Rushing. But they are who we thought they were. Corky Franks. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. The Rush Hour Morning Show. It's it's unbelievable. You know, that's why sometimes I call you guys commies. That's why. And we welcome you back this Monday morning to the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC. Gastonia, Charlotte, for those of you that are streaming the show on WGNC Radio, we thank you for joining us on this Monday morning. Carrie Galbraith, Coach G, is in the studio with us this morning. Of course, Corky Franks taking a day off today, which um, given the fact that our pick six looks the way that it does, probably <laughs> was a good idea to take a hey, day Brand, off, to he, be quite he honest. Yeah, this planned. Can I just say, in the history of intros, Got sandstorm down at South Carolina. You got the '95 Bulls. I, I mean, wh- whoever that, did that's, that, that's whoever different. did that, whoever did that intro, that's got to be Mount Rushmore well, there's, there's, of intros. There's a collaboration there. There's <laughs> definitely a collaboration there. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I had to put a little ego in there since Corky's not here today, right? Okay, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. So, oh Lord, the regular season of the North Carolina <laughs> high school football year. Has come and gone. Yeah. Now, I can't believe in that. In the playoff mode. Playoffs. I, I know. Wow. All right. So, what, 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 let me, who was your, who was your pick six? I'm going to put you on the spot because I heard, heard you two talking about your, uh, you, you went below 500 this it Friday. It didn't go so hot. All right. Well, let me, I, had, I had my first perfect week of the year last week. Let me hear who you got right. Okay. If you don't mind. Here's what I got right. Okay. I got Ashbrook right. Okay. I got Shelby right. Yep. And then I got Bessemer City over Cherryville. Yep. The boy did they. Eight touchdowns from that quarterback. Holy moly. Eight touchdown passes. Good yep. for good for Coach Short. Indeed. Indeed. Um I'm sure everybody's excited. You know, they I don't know, are they playoff? I don't know if they're they playoff. They are. They're they're an eight seed in uh, the one A West. Wow. Ending on their you know, shutting out Cherryville to end their regular season, going to the playoffs. That's a that's a pretty big. You 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 live there. You talked about it before. That's a pretty big. Uh, that, from where they've come, that's pretty big uh, of of recent. Definitely a step in the right direction. No for doubt, those guys. Exciting. No question about Exciting. it. Exciting. And they're then, they're going to host South Stanley on Friday night. In yeah. fact, this is a club in Bessemer City. As long as they win, they'll host two playoff games. And then I saw I know I know Forestview's not going to the playoffs, but uh, coach finally got his hundredth win. Got his hundredth win against Stuart Kramer. That's a nice again, you end in the season on a positive. You know, maybe not going to the playoffs, but still end it, get a nice little hundredth win. You know, all the, the players were excited about him. I saw the picture in the Gazette where they doused him with the with the coolers. That's you know, that's good stuff, man. Yes, it is. Um trying to pull this up. Because I definitely wanted to go through all the scores. Here are the scores from Friday. Crest beat Kings Mountain thirty-nine to fourteen. Couldn't believe that. Couldn't. I, you know, I know Crest was good, but geez, I didn't think they. I thought it would be a closer game. Well, I mean, they were obviously very stout on the defensive end, and that was the one thing that I thought wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I did not think. I thought it was going to be Crest's offense versus Kings Mountain's defense, and it was going to be a tight game. But nope. And that's why you play it. You know, that's why you don't decide it on paper. You've got to play the games. Good for Crest. 
Shelby and Burns. Shelby beats Burns 58 to 27. Wow. Uh, Ashbrook over Huss 23 to 9. Forestview over Kramer 54 to 20. South Point got past North Gaston 35 to 14. We talked about the Bessemer City win over Cherryville 60 to nothing. That wasn't the high water mark of the week, though. Mm. East Gaston 72 to nothing over Highland Tech. Whoa. Gee, I was at that game Friday night, and I've got to be honest with you. To think that there are two teams in the same conference with East Gaston who are more potent offensively than that East Gaston club yeah. is really hard to imagine. Yep. I, I will say this, and I had heard this early on in the football season, and it was established pretty early that Trenton Sherrill was the best quarterback in Gaston County. Friday night after so seeing what I saw, I think that there is such a tremendous gap between Trenton Sherrill, the best quarterback in Gaston County, mm -hmm. and second best. Wow. I mean, there is an unbelievable bit of separation between any other quarterback in this county and, and remember, Bessemer City's quarterback, yeah. eight touchdown passes yeah. in the win over Cherryville. Trenton Sherrill is in a different class altogether. And it codified for me something that I believed as the season rolled on be was becoming more and more of the case. Of course, we've, we've chronicled this ad nauseum on this show that East Gaston didn't play South Point this year. I really do believe for East Gaston it was a missed opportunity. Mm. In, this op in, in this game against Highland Tech, look, I'm not trying to equate Highland Tech with South. No, no, I, no. I'm not. I know. I know what you mean. But. This this might have been you're, what you're East, saying. This East Gaston team. They could have hung or won. This would have been their <clears throat> best shot yeah. against a South Point team in quite some time. Mm -hmm. This team can really spread the ball out on offense. Yeah. Trenton Sherrill. What he can't necessarily do with his feet, which isn't much. The guy can run the football. There's no question about it. But what he does standing up in the pocket with that left-handed throw, working the ball all over, he has all the throws. He has all the throws. Um, it's a pretty dynamic offense. It's an offense to where they've got a lot of pieces. They've, they've got really good balance. Mm. They may not necessarily have a ton of stars. I don't think they've got a ton of guys that are going to be four or five-star recruits or anything of that nature. I don't think we've got all state members on this East Gaston squad as it relates to the outside pieces, but they're certainly good enough. And Trenton Sherrill just absolutely just overwhelmed Highland Tech. Um, well, speaking of high school and your pick six and everything, has the playoff schedule come out yet? Here it is. Thanks to Richard Walker of Carolina Sports Hub. This is the Class 3A, the number one team in the West, the Crest Chargers. No surprise. They're going to host Parkwood. They're at home as long as they win. Mm -hmm. Number 10 seed, Kings Mountain. They'll host Smoky Mountain this weekend. The number 15 seed, North Lincoln, will host Rockingham County. South Point. A 17 seed will be on the road at Statesville. Mm. Now, with all apologies, I know that a lot of teams or a lot of people would come on and say, man, whoever's got South Point in the first round, they've got themselves a really tough draw. This is going to be a really difficult game. Let's not forget, okay, Statesville shellacked East Lincoln earlier in this season. Statesville's going to be the home team. Let's not forget about Statesville. Yeah. This is a club that just lost to Hickory over this past weekend to determine the winner in their league. This Statesville club is legit. Mm. And so now South Point's going to have to make that journey up to the 7740 corridor, and it's not going to be fun. Now, this should be one of the best matchups in all the state of North Carolina, not just because of what the seedings say but because of what we've seen with these two clubs. Right. I know that if South Point's able to play the way that they played against the likes of Crest, Kings Mountain, so on and so forth, they're going to be able to stay with Statesville. I get it. 
The problem is, is that Statesville is going to be able to play at a high level also. I think this game could have a ton of dynamic involved in it. And, oh, let's not forget, the winner of this game takes on Crest in the second round because Crest will beat Parkwood. Yes, yes. End of story. End of story. Yep. So this 16-17 matchup, your reward of getting past this first-round matchup, you're going to Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Mm. Wow. So for everybody that listens to this show and talk to the show, man, we want another shot at Crest. Well, you, you might get if it. you get past Statesville, yeah. congratulations. If you get your wish. <laughs> In the second round. So there you go. In the second wow. round. East Lincoln's going to travel to Ledford. Ledford, the 14 seed. East Lincoln, the 19. North Gaston, the 26 seed, going to A.C. Reynolds. The last team to beat the Shelby Lions, A.C. Reynolds. North Gaston's got their hands full. Yeah, sounds like it. That's, well. a, tough, that's a tough draw. Ashbrook will take on number six, Oak Grove, in Winston-Salem area. Mm. Huss will travel to number two, Hickory. Ouch. Mm-hmm. So, immediately, I'm thinking that if all of this holds serve and we have a Western Regional Final that has the Red Tornadoes facing a golf against the Crest Chargers at Crest, you... This is one of these times to where, and I know that there's not necessarily a lot of places you can do this. If you can move it to a larger venue, you probably try to move it to a larger venue. This is why I think a lot of folks that talk about the reality of playing these regional games at neutral sites, and I know that the ADs aren't fond of that. I would imagine if you were the AD, you'd rather have this one on your home turf so you could get as much of the gate as possible. Mm. But if there was ever an argument, for having regional facilities yes. for an event like this, this is one of them. <clears throat> Living where I live and having a District 3 stadium that gets shared amongst three major high schools, I, I like that model, <laughs> honestly. There's – because there's – you know, the only reason I, I'm pro moving m my games <clears throat> off of my site is so I can accommodate more people. What's the, what's the capacity at D3 Stadium? Oh, Lord, it's – God, it's probably got to be – I'd be spitballing. I bet it's probably 15,000 or more. Really? It, it's big. See, yeah. that's – and that's where I think if, some, yeah. if something like that is existed yes. in this part of the world. Absolutely. Not in Charlotte, not east of Charlotte. Yeah. But if something like this in this part of the world existed. Agreed. You could play that game in a 15,000-seat stadium and you'd have every seat filled. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. You well, could go SRO, and it absolutely would be a phenomenal I event. mean, there's a reason the Shrine Bowl was played at D3 for as long as it was because it can accommodate all those people. I mean, you know, it's a good – having a municipal stadium that, that the whole area can share from, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, you can argue home, you know, home team advantage at your place or whatnot, but at the end of the day – now I'm starting to sound like Corky. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you want to pack as many people in there and make as a, a large gate. I mean, that's what you know. You play to win. You also play to keep playing and, and keep getting that. You know, the rich get richer. So as it were. So, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of that. Having a a new not so much a neutral site, but a site that everybody can use. You know, I think that's a good thing. When we come back on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about some World Series. We're going to have Evan Wise join us at 8.40. We'll go back to the high school games. We'll break down the first round of playoff action for all of the area teams. And we'll also break down the pick six because there was some movement in the standings. All of that as we continue on this Monday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. 
If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Hi folks, this is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Monday morning. We welcome you back. Let's go ahead and pull up line five and see if we can get Evan Wise of the 704 Sports Academy on. Evan, good morning. Welcome back to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Good morning, Rush. Excited to be here. Fire me up. Well, it's uh, it's exciting to have you on talking about the World Series, the Fall Classic. Evan Wise, first of all, the thought that there's not a Phillies team involved in this World Series could be uh, delightful to Braves fans, I would imagine for sure, but a little bit of a surprise that the Arizona Diamondbacks were able to climb back into the series and ultimately take over the Phillies and get to the World Series. Now that we're there with the Rangers and the Diamondbacks facing off against one another, they go to Arizona, game three, tied at one game apiece in the series. Is it really as convoluted as it looks from my perspective that I genuinely, at this point, though I think the Texas Rangers will ultimately win the series, still can't really put a finger on how this is going to go down. This seems like it's a wide-open World Series. Brent Strom effect. You don't know it. It's one of the things that we haven't ever talked about. Brent Strom is the pitching coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks, a longtime pitching coach for the Houston Astros. That's World Series champion, World Series, many World Series appearances. It is the Brent Strom effect. He has absolutely galvanized the bullpen. He has a tremendous group of starters that get out there and they know exactly how to compete. Um, he's doing exactly what he did in, when he was in Houston. He is maximizing each player in the playoffs. They're throwing their best stuff over and over and over again. It's like a la Lance Colors back in the day throwing 36 straight breaking balls to win a World Series. 
It's, it's just like Charlie Morton spending 42 <laughs> breaking balls and change-ups and not throwing a fastball to end the game. It's the exact same type um, stallion arms coming out of the bullpen with the ability to compete. And we're seeing that right now um, in that last game. Uh, you know, Merrill Kelly comes out, pitches great, still got guys in the bullpen that can come out and get zeros and win games for you. So you're, you're seeing it right now from uh, – from a pitching perspective, that the uh, that the Arizona Diamondbacks might have a leg up, and that might be part of the reason they were able to take care of Philadelphia. They were really good in tough situations. They played great situational baseball. Man, I'm not so far-fetched to think the Arizona Diamondbacks can't do this thing. I mean, if you go back and look at history, um, George Bush threw out the first pitch on the road where they got walked off on by, uh, I believe, Derek Jeter backside home run maybe. Um, kind of the same thing, uh, another walk-off home run. And then they go in and, you know, we have a Louis, we have a Louis Gonzalez broken bat, uh, ball up the middle for the Diamondbacks to win. So I don't see how we can't, you know, this thing can't be the exact same way it was back in the day, back when the, the Diamond, uh, Diamondbacks won their first one. You're talking so, about the last Diamondbacks World Series, the only Diamondbacks World Series. Yes. With Schilling and Johnson and company winning in 2001 against the New York Yankees. Let's go back to Brent Strom for just a moment, because I think that Brent Strom is really a great lead into the Merrill Kelly effect that, that I want to dive into as well. Brent Strom seems to be the outlier guy. He seems to be the one that would be the most out of touch with all the young metrics, with all the young guys that are doing all of the things that they do. But he seems to have honed in on something that I think is really important for this Arizona Diamondbacks club. And I think it's showing with a guy like Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly, a 35-year-old virtual journeyman of sorts in Major League Baseball, is pitching probably his best baseball in his life right now in the most important time for this Diamondbacks club. So let's don't get it twisted. Brent Strong was on the forefront. He was on the forefront of all of the new pitching revolution. He is the original pitching godfather in like 2004. 2005 they started doing pitching boot camps and Brent Strom led them along with some of the great pitching minds that are out there training guys uh, and what they call the private sector right out there in the training world so he's been on the forefront of this so he might have some age to him but you know he's the godfather so I'm sure whenever he, whenever he says something these pitchers listen immediately right when you've got a ton of World Series rings the guys listen and he has those and Merrill Kelly you can obviously tell he's a guy that listens and you know he has a tremendous repertoire it's a five pitch mix he spreads it out like 20%, 19%, 16%. So you don't really know what's coming. Merrill Kelly's out there looking for swings. So it could go one way or the other for Merrill. He could go out there and he could chew up and have like a really good like you know, five, five inning start, like you see now in major league baseball where they give up three runs and they pull him and it's okay because they have strong bullpen arms. But Merrill Kelly is also a type of guy. He's he's like a three-point shooter in basketball. If he starts making pitches and hitting spots, it, he's going to catch fire. You saw him retire like 10 in a row, I believe, early in the game, like 11 in a row. He's a guy that can flip a lineup and only won't see one base runner. And when he catches fire, it can be very special. He, he usually pitches just a tick below one strikeout per inning, but he, he punched out, I believe, like nine or 10 in, in seven innings. I mean, that's going out and getting it. That's absolutely hitting your spots. That's, that's playoff baseball. That's disciplined energy. You know, he's all, he's all around the plate. He earned a lot of calls. I think that, that Moreno is kind of an under, undersold guy right now. He's handling this pitching staff. He's handling, you know, all the arms. He, he's, you know, in that 11 game, how many arms did he see? He got a home, big home run last night to get the energy going. So I, I think that the, the battery of this unit is absolutely dangerous. All these arms, you got this, this energy catcher, multiple language guy, like talking to everybody, right? It's a, it's a very special team. Um, they're, they're a lot different than the 2001 club, right? The 2001 club, they went out and they spent money, right? They went out and they got uh, they got young, young Kim, I believe, in free agency uh, from the Rockies. They went out and they paid for Andy Johnson or traded for Andy Johnson and Schilling. So they spent money. They, they got rid of prospects. That was a veteran-laden team. This team's different. This team's, you know, their veterans are cheaper veterans, right? Evan Longoria and Merrill Kelly, like you just spoke. Um, this is a tremendous team. They have a lot of young talent out there. Um, I saw Corbin Carroll when he was when he was young, when he was 17 years old. Uh, everybody believed this guy was going to be electric like this. It's really cool to see him on this stage this early and watch him become a superstar. So I'm really excited to watch this team. Now, now I know going into this, I was a huge fan of the Texas Rangers. I love me some Gumby. I love me some Jordan Montgomery. But, but the energy that these guys have and the momentum that they have right now is really special to see. 
Evan, you you're segueing right what I was going to ask you. So you 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 touting the uh, the Diamondbacks and what they're doing this year, but you know the Rangers they went out and got Seager, they've got Bochi, um, they've long time Mike Maddox, and you know in their in their dugout as well with the pitching coach. Um, you kind of touched on a little bit the dynamic. You know now the Rangers are kind of more of the they went out and got went out and got some big names. They traded for Scherzer. You know Degrom didn't work out because the injury, but you know. I was one of those guys that was like, I can't believe Corey Seager is leaving the Dodgers. He's just going to go get a cash grab and go down to the Rangers. And now look at him. He, I mean, he, he clearly Marcus knew something Simeon? I didn't know. Yeah. Let's, let's not forget about Marcus Simeon. Right. Um, I want to say he played a lot of like third base and some shortstop and, and now he's playing, you know, second and he had to, he had to, you know, go over there and change those positions and learn that over time. And I think that increased his value and made him more expensive. Um, when he when he came over, so I mean that guy right there is your table setter, and that guy's a hard contact guy. He's a twenty home run threat every single year. So every bat in their lineup's like a twenty home run threat, and then they got the, they got the young talent. I think that's I think when we start looking at World Series and you go look at all the World Series pasts, all these teams hit on young talent. Like there is a young player that explodes, and their team blossoms um, in front of your eyes in the middle of the season. It's kind of what the Braves see, Braves are seeing with the emergence of Ronald Acuna and Spencer Strider because they got young guys in their lineup. You're able to go out and spend in free agency. Those free agency pieces make more of an impact because those young blossoming superstars don't have to hit you know two, three, four, five in your order. They can hit anywhere. Um, they have that takes a little bit of pressure off of them. So. You know, the, the Rangers have a really good mix. They've got some guys that came up to their system. They've spent a lot of money. This is what a World Series team should look like. You know, the Diamondbacks are a little bit of that team that, you know, that's a little bit of a Cinderella story, right? You know, Evan Longoria hasn't been uh, to a World Series in, what was it, like 15, 15 years or something? 15 years, yep, that's right. Yeah. 15 so, years for I mean, Longoria, and you got Bochi, who's 5-0 and in Game 7's all-time. He's, the you know, the first manager ever to bring three different teams to the World Series. So I got to ask you – you're setting the table for the, I guess, the veteran club with the Rangers put together, bought. You've got the, the, the phenoms on the other side that just keep proving everybody wrong and keep advancing. Who, who you've, I, I think I know this answer, but who you got? So I think the only way we win in baseball, and I say it all the time, is if we get a game seven. So for me, Baseball fans, this game is about watching these clubs be together as long as we can. So we got two special teams right now. And these two special teams are just playing to, to be together and stay together as long as they can. You know, Longoria feels, you know, 15 years younger, right? So he wants to hold on to this feeling as long as he can. Um, Bochy's not afraid of a game seven. I think the longer this series goes, the, the worse we're going to see it for the Diamondbacks. Um, so if we have, if we can, if we catch whoever catches this win tonight, probably going to win it. That would be my goal. I'm not making any, any, any straight up calls, but I'd love to see game seven. I think that's it for me. I got some really close buddies on the Rangers. Um, I'm really excited to see them all in Arlington and enjoying those games. So I want, I want those guys to see some, some, some game sevens of get back to, to Texas. So I'm not going to make any calls, but that, that's what I want. I want to see a game seven. I want baseball to go as long as it can. I want to hold off football and basketball season and the Super Bowl as long as we can. Well, obviously, I think we're all wanting to see a little bit of November baseball. Evan Wise, there's certainly no question about it. You know, the one thing I think we've missed in all of this is the guy that I think is becoming an emerging superstar before our eyes, and that's Cattell Marte. This guy has put together an unbelievable run in one of the biggest stages of all, and much like Adolis Garcia, Randy Arozarena from a few years back with the Tampa Rays, I think Cattell Marte has a real opportunity to establish himself as one of the true elite players at the second base position in this game. Man, every time I watch him play, I, I see shades of Robinson Cano. Um, I, I, you know, I know he's probably a little bit, little bit, you know, lighter with the with the power bat, but I just see like a calm, steady player who never gets sped up, who plays a, the game at, at his pace. Um, even with the new pitch clock rules, he's really found a way to play the game at his pace, and I think that helps set the tone for the younger guys. I think that's a big deal. Um, but Cattell Marte, man, he's been a star. You know, I think a World Series ring just makes it more super. So I, I think he's kind of been the, the leader of this club and the, the, the guy for a while. It's really special to see them build some stuff around him and, and watch him get a chance to get his ring because he's been doing this a while for the Diamondbacks, and he's been special for them for a while. So it's really cool to see. 
a guy that the Seattle Mariners let slip away with a deal earlier in his career. Uh, the Seattle Mariners, I'm sure, ruining that day. Now, Evan Wise, certainly we've talked a lot about the World Series and about what it's going to take to get over the top. But with individuals, what are you doing at the 704 Sports Academy for all the kids that want to get over the top in their personal development as they continue in the game of baseball? So it's about compete with freedom at 704. So one of the things we're doing is we're trying to get the guys in a competitive environment around other young athletes. I think um, it's a game that is very individualistic, but be, the more individualized your training is, um, the more we can lose some of that competition. So we're offering programming, which is going to be classes. And we're not limiting the classes. We're trying to get as many kids as we can to get in there. And we're going to teach kids how to become the best pitching coach for themselves they can be and have them compete against other young people in, in, in a training environment. But we're going to try and compete with freedom and get those guys go, going after it, whether it's velo or command or strength. Um, we're really excited to see guys compete in, in our building. Um, so we're going to get that going. That starts in November. That's going to go right up until the, the beginning of your high school season, your middle school season, your travel ball season, your college season, all that good stuff. So we're really excited to get rolling there. Um, you know, compete with freedom, man. Come in, you know, get, your, get your work in, get better every single day. We're really excited um, to, uh, to be adding new stuff to the build, new equipment every single day. So excited to have new faces. Well, Evan, certainly we're going to try to have you or Weston on at least one more time before we call it a baseball season and start to fix our attention toward the winter side of the game of baseball. Hopefully this time next week we'll have ourselves a world champion. Hopefully we'll have ourselves a game seven and we can bask in all that went down in this year's fall classic. Evan Wise of 704 Sports Academy, thank you for joining us this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Thank you, Rush. You got it. We'll catch up here with you later on. All right, G. One thing I want to do before we get out of this block, because I want to spend some time talking about high school football, the pick six, and all of the things going on in our final block. So let's go ahead and knock this out. Of course, I'm talking about Rebels Contracting Services. They certainly do a very good job of developing their talent. They have a championship crew. There's no question about it there. At the Rebels Contracting Services, they've specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, a local company, Rebels Contracting is hiring, looking for site superintendents, electricians, drywall and ceiling installers, and medical imaging install technicians. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation, holiday pay, insurance, 401k. They take care of their people. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, give them a look online at www.rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. Special thanks again to Rebels Contracting for their support of the Rush Hour Morning Show. That number one more time, 704-864-2000. We come back, we'll wrap up the show with more high school football, the pick six, We'll get out of here just in time for Glenn Beck at 9 o'clock here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be back in just a bit. Attention Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to Home Outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more. All at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. 
If you'd like to join the Rebels contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Final segment here before Glenn Beck takes over at 9 o'clock. Clay and Buck at 12 noon. Sean Hannity at 3 as we lead, we're the pivot. You got sports talk all night with Fox Sports Radio. Then you got the heavy hitters and talk radio. We're basically the in-between. We try to bring you hyper-local content. We've done so today. Daniel Poole, his club, vying for a Western Regional Final tomorrow against Polk County. And then, of course, you've got the World Series taking place. Lots to cover in that regard. Gee, let me ask you something. All right. Um, we're we're going to dive back into some of the high school football, uh, the playoff and, and things of that nature. From your perspective, just from the, from the cursory level that you've kind of been watching all, right. all of these things go down, is there a big surprise to you as to what you've seen this year in area high school football, either positively or negatively? What, in your mind – what would be the biggest surprise? I'd have to be, you know, in tra traditionally what of late, what North Gaston has been to what they are now, and same thing with East Gaston. Um, those are two programs that I've been here in Gaston County now nine years. Uh, I'll be going into my 10th year next year, and typically they have not been great as far as high school football goes. And um, it's I just – I don't know. I like it when, and even Bessemer City with Coach Short, who's a friend of the show. I, I, these three, those three programs that seem to be kind of on the on an upswing. Um, those are, you know, that's a story in my mind as far as Gaston County high school football goes. That they're they're bringing their programs up, and then uh, the straight Heron hire out of South Carolina to go to Kings Mountain was was that was a a big a big story around the, these parts. I mean, he's, you know, five-time state champion in a in a one of the most competitive high school leagues in America, and here he is right next door to Gaston County, you know, going to be here for a while probably, and, and that program, you know, he's going to be in the – he's going to be a 
force in the playoffs as long as he's there. So to me, those were, I don't know if I answered your question, but those are the kind of the stories for me as a, just an average high school fan that, that are, that are fun to watch. And, and, you know, I'm sorry, nobody likes seeing, uh, we're just playing so-and-so this week. We're going to kill them. It'd be an easy one, you know, and I'm glad that North Gaston and and East Gaston and Bessemer uh, high school, they've, they've kind of, again, lifted themselves up and started to make improvements. It's just better for high school football. And hopefully the other story that was that still blows my mind is that Gaston County was winless against Cleveland County this year. That was just – that that's never – would you ever take that bet? No, I mean, well, I mean, think about it. I mean – If I said to you right now 20 bucks says Gaston County won't win a game next year against Cleveland County in all high school football, would you take that? I would probably take that. You would? I probably – Well, I'd, knowing what you know now. Well, but what I'm saying is I probably – I'd say – Okay, look, I, you're, you're telling me all Gaston County's got to do is win, win one, one game. game. Yeah, okay, I think they'll win one game. You're right. I'm shocked that they could. Uh, that's a, I guess, when you're at, I think I turned this into more of the, what are the stories of this regular season? But still, those are stories slash surprises that I've kind of kept my eye on. And, you know, a big part of the show was you guys reporting this kind of stuff, which is pretty interesting. So, and now the playoffs all bets are off. Everybody starts over. Um, brand new, you know, some teams we know a lot about and some teams we don't. Um, but uh, a lot of those teams that we've mentioned are, are in the playoffs now, which is, is good for good for this area. What about, I'll ask the same question to you, Brian. Well, I mean, I, again, I think, I think the story, um, and you pretty much alluded to it, the fact that Cleveland County was so dominant compared to its Gaston County brethren yeah. this year. And then within Cleveland County, Crest ends up being the top dog of all the teams in the county. Um, just such a dynamic offense. Again, I, and I said this weeks ago on the show and you guys had me on, but a longtime 30-year high school coach in Gaston County said – that crest offense is the best offense he's ever seen in high school football. I mean, that's and the guy, the coach. I wish I could say it. I don't want to. I don't want to reveal my source because I don't know if he wants to be <laughs> credited with this. But for this guy to say it to me was like it's it's incredible to me that he's not one to throw out praise just you know inadvertently. Right. I mean, when he says something, he means it. So I was shocked. Um, and clearly they're living up to the hype. Well, I mean, this is the the only offense that I've ever seen to have this type of look, to have this sort of dominance offensively. Um, Can I guess? Please. Chris Leak's offense? No question. Yep. Like, yep. Th that's the only thing that was close. Yep. And, and so, for instance, with Chris Leak, I think he may have had some higher-level receivers. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. But if you look across the depth chart, to, for for Crest to have five, six, seven pieces, yeah, that was certainly better than anything I'd ever seen out of Independence during the Chris League days. Well, here's another thing that's different. I mean, I don't exactly <laughs> compare the metropolitan area of Charlotte where Chris League played to Cleveland County. I mean, logic would dictate more talent is going to come from the Charlotte Mecklenburg area because there's just more people there. Sure. So for, for crest to even have that level of talent that they have, you sure. If they were in Raleigh or Ash or a major city, you'd be like, okay, I'm all right. I, I get that. But to be where they are and have this kind of talent, that's, that's pretty impressive. No doubt. You know, it, it's, you know, they're not pulling from a, you know, one of the 25 biggest cities in America. You know they're they're pulling from a a county that doesn't. I mean that that that's impressive to me. Well, and and it's even in, it's even interesting even at the college level. Like for instance, I, I did some of the the obvious looking at some of the stuff that I get sent to me every time I do a game up in Winston Salem. And so when you look at it, when you see a Florida State team, yeah, that has a school enrollment of thirty thousand, right. And then you've got a Wake Forest school that's five times less Yes. as far as enrollment is concerned. You know that Florida State is a public school in the state of Florida yeah. where basically 
high school football there is king. Correct. And, and I don't know that there's really a close second. Maybe baseball. Yeah. Maybe baseball. And then you got Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to where, let's be honest, you've got some guys from North Carolina that are on that roster, but you've got way more that are out of state that are in state. Yep. And so, and you're not picking off a lot of guys from Florida if you're at Wake Forest. You're picking so, two and three-star guys if, if, if you're lucky. You're not getting fours and fives. So the reality is, is for Florida State to come in and beat a Wake Forest team 41-16, to 16, yeah. you know, the same logic would apply. A team from Charlotte that plays in one of those 3A, 4A leagues should have a broader depth of talent, a bigger talent pool to pull from. That's why this Crest Club is truly such an outlier on the offensive side of things. Yeah. So let's do this. I'm going to pull back, um, get into some of these 2A and 1A uh, first-round matchups. Shelby, of course, they're the seven seed. Um, they beat you know they beat Burns this yeah. past week. They're going to play Mount Pleasant at home. Burns a 13 seed. They're going to get Pine Lake Prep. Okay. Then you've got Chase going to. Well, you've got Chase and West Lincoln. Um, and those two clubs will face off against one another. East Gaston will go to Maiden. 18 seed East Gaston goes to 15 seed Maiden. And then Lincolnton goes to North Surrey. That's the 2A bracket as far as local teams involved. Then the 1A bracket, you've got South Stanley, the 25 seed, going to Bessemer City. And then you've got Allegheny, the 17 seed, traveling to Mountain Island Charter, the 16 seed. Now, as I understand it, what you could see here, if this all breaks down the way that I believe it would, Bessemer City, as long as they keep winning, we talked about this earlier in the show, they would have two home games if they continue to win out through the playoffs. Their third-round matchup, though, would be against the 2A West number one. Mm. So... Yeah, and on the road. So, but again, we—I was on the show a couple months ago when we had Coach Short. You were talking about how you used to live in the Bessemer City area and what it means to the residents around there to have a you know a team with the lights and the band and the. I remember you talking about it so, you know, kind of passionately, and you know if they can get two two games in, win both their home games in the playoffs. I mean, don't you think they've had a successful season? compared to where they've been in the past? I, uh, no question. That'd be, I, I, I mean, mean, they're, they're going to be positive about where they're at and where they're moving. So, um, you know, again, I hope, hope, hope all the good luck in the world falls to Coach Shorts and his club in, in, in that way. So, uh, um, obviously, I'm rooting for all the Gaston County schools. But, uh, you know, those the guys we've had on the show, you hear their story, and, and they, they've taken over programs that were <laughs> – not horribly successful to begin with and then get them where they are. I'm just, you, you can't help but root for guys like that. Well, in the final matchup to talk about, Cherryville will travel to Eastern Randolph as that's what's here on Carolina Sports Hub, Richard Walker's website. You know, as we get out of here, all of these clubs are going to start making their journey toward a state playoff, mm -hmm. toward, a, toward a state championship. Highland Tech, volleyball team, they're vying for a state title. And they this is a club that could genuinely do it. They could they could easily beat Polk County tomorrow. When there's not a lot of difference between one and two here. Right. Okay, so if you told me Highland Tech's gonna win that regional final, wouldn't surprise me in the least. Sure. However, one individual has already come away with a state championship. That's one Madison Darnell. Madison Darnell, she had quite a day on Saturday. Very early through the day, she wins a state championship. She was back at Highland Tech in time for the 6 o'clock start <laughs> wow. to be honored with her state championship. That's awesome. As she was able to be the 1A individual champion. So congratulations, congratulations to, to Madison her. Darnell. That's fantastic. Who was the 1A champion on the individual side. And now the duels continue as Highland Tech will be playing dual action 
I believe it's today, they're supposed to be going to Greystone Day out of the village of Meisenheimer. And then high school f- soccer playoffs get started yep. this evening as uh, Highland Tech will be at home. South Point will be at home amongst others. I think North Gaston's going to be on the road. So there's quite a bit to cover. Uh, and, and we're going to try to do it over the course of the next couple weeks. I'm sure you can get Coach Beatty back on. He's a friend of the show. He te- he actually texted me this weekend saying he was you know, his uh, playoff round start, starts this week. So, of course, I wished him luck. It's that time of the year. And we haven't yep. even started about the – we haven't even talked about the the reality that college basketball season opens up yep. next week. Wow. There was a basketball exhibition up in Winston-Salem yesterday between Alabama and Wake Forest. Wake Forest won that exhibition 88-84. to You're starting to see more of these exhibitions happen that are going for causes such as like stroke awareness, things of that nature. Great idea, great concept before you even get going into the regular season. It's going to be a fun basketball year. I'm excited for it. And uh, just a frenetic crossover season right now that we're engaged in one minute right or two one, one, one. minute real quick because i was on trying to get here with traffic when you were talking about the panthers they did win they did thank goodness you know all's all's right in panther world for right now but i found this ironic <laughs> they they inducted two into their ring of honor a hall of honor whatever you want to call it musim muhammad and julius peppers they now have Mike McCormick, Sam Mills, Jake DeLome, Steve Smith, Jordan Gross, Wesley Walls, Masim Muhammad, and Julius Peppers in their ring of honor. Okay? Eight people. They have more people in their ring of honor than they – they have as many people in their ring of honor as they have winning seasons in their franchise history. Kind of kind of cracking on them a little bit. Like, hey, pump the brakes a little bit on the ring of honor. Nope. There's – that's going to continue to roll. Uh, I'm just not a – for a franchise that has very little history of any kind of success, stop putting people in the ring of honor until you st- until you start doing something. There's teams that have been around for 50-plus years that don't have five people up there on their wall, and they're legit. So just took a dig at the Panthers today, so sorry about that. Didn't mean to end negative, but I just think I just find that is hysterical. Thanks for having me. It's been great. I know that as we get deeper into this week, you and I are going to be in conversations with one another because this weekend on Sunday Night Football, it's Hootay versus the Bills Mafia. Yeah, man. The lines are being drawn. We'll see which Bills team shows up. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Glenn Beck comes up next. Until then, God bless everybody. We'll see you soon. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.